Welcome to the Made For More podcast, hosted by yours truly. If you don't know me, hey, I'm Isabel, certified mindset and life transformation coach that specializes in helping ambitious women with discovering your passions, romanticizing your money, and unlocking your hidden potential. Here, you've already witnessed my journey along with many special guests, such as multi-six-figure coaches and entrepreneurs and like-minded individuals who decided to dream bigger as soon as they realized that they were meant for so much more. Chances are, if you're here, you know you are too. So what do you say? Are you ready to say yes to yourself? Well, get ready because you're about to move like you've never moved before. Let's tap into the knowing that you were undeniably made for more. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Made For More podcast this week. I'm so excited to reunite with a very special guest who I happened to meet on my spiritual dream life immersion retreat back in the Dominican Republic, which was back in about December of last year. It feels like forever ago, so that's why I had to really think about it, but it's only really been about six or seven months, and it feels so amazing to be able to reunite with one of the girls that I'd gone through such an expansive experience with. Her name is Kelly Kalia, or specifically she goes by Kel Cal. And she happens to be a mindset and life transformational mentor. She is currently in the process of writing her own memoir. And I'm so freaking pumped because as a fellow aspiring writer myself who has published books in the past, it really fuels my heart to have this one-to-one, heart-to-heart, soul-led conversation with her about what it really means to do deep healing work when it comes to having your spiritual awakening, when it comes to evolving to your best self, when it comes to unlocking a lot of those triggers and overcoming self-sabotage, what it really means to do inner child work, inner child healing, and what it really means to create a life that you are absolutely obsessed with. And so I am so excited to have you guys tune into the podcast today. Feel free to reach out to her at I am Kel Cal. I will leave it in the description box below. Be sure to listen to her podcast as well. And I look forward to hearing all of your key takeaways. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for hopping on today. And I hope you enjoy the rest of today's episode. Hello, Cal. I'm so pumped to have you on the podcast this week. For those of you who don't know Kel, her and I had met on a Dominican Dream Life retreat through Samantha Daly, and it was one of the most transformative retreats that I've ever been to is it was actually my first one and so here we are reconnected and getting to know your story and I'm so excited for you to take the mic today and introduce yourself um, and your journey through personal development spirituality and everything that has evolved you into the businesswoman and the admirable woman you are today. However, I do want to kickstart with a few questions here just to kind of break the ice and for us to get to know you a little bit more. Um, first and foremost, what is your zodiac sign? Mm, well, first of all, I am so excited to be here with you and to connect with you. The retreat was amazing and it was just such a soul expansive and magical experience, but I'm excited to connect on a more intimate level with you today. So my zodiac sign, I, my sun sign is a Libra. 
I have a cancer rising and my moon is in Virgo. Wow. I love that. Um, I'm also a cancer rising and a Virgo sun with Capricorn moon. So very earthy and slightly emotional with the cancer rising. And I do sense a lot of like similarities with like the book writing that you're doing um, as a fellow aspiring author myself and the travels and a lot of the the ways that you express yourself are very Virgo aesthetic. So that's why I always mm. thought you were Virgo. <laughs> I, I definitely have Virgo vibes for sure. <laughs> yes. Every Virgo I see in the business industry is evolving to like this bold, like confident, sassy version of themselves. And I love it so much because I think so many of us get this rep that we're too like particular and like, like, you know what I'm saying? And I just, I love too it. Too rigid, too structured. Yeah. And not being <laughs> able to just expand and just show up fully. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We definitely, we, we tend to create a lot of our own um limitations with that rigidity and structure sometimes but ultimately our astrology signs it's just information and we get to decide how we show up and we get to decide how we evolve and it's easy to blame our astrological signs like oh I'm just I'm a I'm a Libra it's because my moon is in Virgo right but ultimately <laughs> we do have the power of choice to take responsibility to actually develop the aspects of ourselves that we feel like we need in order to reach our full potential. I couldn't agree more. List three quality traits about yourself that you would describe you as. Mm, this is a good question. I would say that I am genuine. I would say I am inquisitive I just I love understanding and learning whether it's about the world or other people or even myself and I'm also hilarious like I I think I'm just funny as fuck like my I I just love my sense of humor I entertain myself all day long it's I'm very sarcastic and witty um and I I love that about myself so if I had to pick three narrow it down to three it'd probably be those Yes. Um, I remember on the retreat, it was actually one of the most like memorable moments of the retreat. And I still talk about it to this day is you made this remark about inner child work and I had everybody <laughs> dying at the table. Like, <laughs> I think it was like, Oh, was I, why don't I remember this moment? <laughs> Can you, do you remember the context of it? I literally, I, I don't remember what I said even. Yeah, no, I remember it to a T because I, I literally describe this now. I use it all the time um, just to crack myself up. And uh, it was somebody asked you if you had children and you immediately <laughs> were like, oh, no, like I deal with my inner child every single day. Like that's enough work. And I was everybody died. Like everybody just burst it out loud. Yeah, because it's so yeah. Terrible. And that's actually. And yeah, and actually, like, if if you don't, if someone asks you, like, if you have children, if you're planning on having children, and that's like a conversation you don't want to have, just bring up your inner child. And it's like a good conversation ender. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Oh, you know, gosh, we work on that inner child daily sometimes, you know. Mm -hmm. Third question here is, what would you describe as being made for more? Yeah, that's that's the purpose of life. We're all made for more. 
like at any moment in time, at any moment in our life, we are made for more because that's the path of fulfillment. That's the path of reaching our true potential of letting go of all that we aren't. Which that's the truth of who we are. We are infinite. We are divine. We are just pure consciousness and this energy that's capable of anything and everything. And it's this journey of releasing and letting go and transcending patterns from the past and being willing to see who we really are by letting go of all that we're not, that we can reach our true potential. So at any point in time, we're always made for more, but it's this beautiful balance of appreciating and accepting where you are that allows you to reach that next level of yourself so that you're not always at this place of like striving and reaching. It's more of a remembrance and just allowing yourself to to be who you are which is made for more so that's just kind of the purpose and journey of life oh my gosh that was the most beautiful definition that I think anyone has ever answered on this podcast (laughs) Mm, thank you I love that (laughs) yeah you know it's it's just tuning back to the presence and also I love the way you spoke about how you're letting go of the things that you're not and embracing who you really are. You know, it's so to kind of dissociate and I guess detach from like this egoic society that tells you who you should be or what you should be doing and how you should be feeling about XYZ, Mm -hmm. really tuning back to feel what, what do I want to believe about myself and what do I believe that I am capable of and really tuning into that in a less striving needing way, like you said, and more of accepting where you are now to get to that place. So I love that. Yeah. Acceptance is important. You cannot hate your way to your best self. Trust me. I tried. (laughs) It, 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 It ultimately, um, having that resentment towards yourself and like hating the aspects of yourself that you want to change doesn't allow you to make those changes. It ultimately strengthens those patterns and that's what keeps you stuck. It's actually learning to accept yourself and to love all the parts of yourself that allows you to have that unconditional love. And that's what makes you magnetic as fuck for anything and everything because the universe cannot resist unconditional love that's the same energy that's the same frequency as your highest self as the universe or source god spirit whatever term resonates most with you and the listeners so yeah that's what makes you magnetic that's what opens you up to the infinite potential that is yes i love that so freaking much um that being said i would love to know more in depth of your journey um tying back to being made for more and take us through you know what you do for business um and how you like what you help your clients with but also where you started before you even had this inner knowing or this inner tug of what was meant for you right yeah so My current business is a direct reflection of my journey. So let's start with my own personal journey because once upon a past life, I was a totally different person. I was living a very different life and I thought I was living my dream life and my life looked really good from the outside. I lived in sunny South Florida. I lived in this beautiful house that I remodeled to perfection. I had four golden doodles. I drove a Porsche. I had a lot of financial success. My husband at the time was my business partner. 
And, and like my, from the outside in, my life looked amazing, but inside I was miserable. And I realized I was like secretly living this lie and I was in an emotionally abusive and toxic as fuck marriage. And I knew for a long time that the marriage wasn't healthy, that the relationship wasn't healthy. But when you are in those circumstances, you almost don't even realize how toxic and abusive it really is because of the manipulation, because of the emotional abuse, because of the control tactics and the gaslighting. So I didn't even realize how toxic it really was, but I just knew I felt like I was drowning every single day of my life. And I initiated ending the marriage in December of 2017. That was the day that my intuition took over because I am very much a planner. I like to know what's happening now, next, and after that, plans A, B, C, and D, all the plans, right? Like we can call that my moon and Virgo perhaps, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a plan that day and I didn't commit to leaving and my life did not get better. It actually got way worse. All of the abuse and manipulation and control and everything I had experienced over the years just amplified and intensified. And in March of 2018, I just felt like I needed to escape, like immediately escape. Like I couldn't stay in my current life anymore. So my then abusive now ex-husband, my still my husband at the time, gave me permission to take a trip to Washington. And side note, if you feel like you need permission to do something in your own life, then you're not really living your life. But I was given permission to take this trip. And I took what was supposed to be a two-week vacation, a two-week trip to Washington, the state of Washington. And it was on that trip that I made the decision I knew in my heart and soul I needed to make, which was to not only leave the marriage, but to move across the country and restart my life. So I flew back to Florida after the two weeks. I was locked out of my dream house. I was able to get access and literally pack my shit in garbage bags. I filed for divorce. I went broke overnight when my then abusive now ex-husband withdrew every single penny from our joint account. So naturally my next stop was the Porsche dealership to return my dream car because I could no longer afford my car payments. And two days later, I was on a flight back to Washington and I'm like, all right, I guess I live here now. Uh, I was broke. I was homeless. I was broke in every aspect, uh, financially, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. I had severe PTSD because of all the trauma I experienced, but I had a suitcase and a dream of a different future for myself. And I had a vision for the life that I wanted to create. And I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I just held on to that vision. And that was the beginning of my journey of self-love and self-discovery, which is essentially what the healing journey is. It's just a journey of self-love and self-discovery. And I was a shit show, rightfully so, because I had experienced tremendous trauma, not just from the relationship, but from life. Because when you're healing, it's like we're given these challenges and these adversities that are ultimately providing us opportunities to learn the lessons that will change our life forever. But we have to be willing to show up and actually be in the classroom and learn those lessons in order to actually make the changes that we want to make in our lives. Because I realized that I was the common denominator in my life. And if I wanted my life to change, then I needed to change. I could move across the country, but if I didn't make those internal changes, then my life would look different from the outside, but it wouldn't feel any different on the inside. And that was really like my driving 
purpose. I'm like, I need to create a life that feels good on the inside because I had a life that looks good on the outside and it didn't really feel like how I wanted my life to feel. So that was the beginning of my journey. And on my journey, I took a lot of detours, which means I just had more lessons I needed to learn. But along the way, I discovered my purpose in life, which is to share my perspective, to share my experiences, share the lessons, strategies, tools, and framework that I use to change my life so that I could stop settling in all aspects, not just in toxic relationships, but in unfulfilling careers and friendships that weren't aligned and waking up in the morning and just feeling dread and anxiety and living for weekends and vacations and not actually living my life that I was able to share all of that with other women and help them create lives that they're obsessed with and ultimately fall in love with themselves because the relationship with yourself is the most important relationship that there is. It's the foundation for every other relationship in your life and your life reflects the relationship that you have with yourself. So yeah, I created my business and now I have programs and a podcast and I I realized like the power we have to create our own life and life changes when you change the relationship with yourself. So it's been a, it's been a definite journey, but long story, not so short. That's how I got to where I am today. And now you're living in Bali. And now I live in Bali. Yeah, it's actually, it's, it's amazing because in 2018, I moved across the country to restart my life. And in 2023, I moved across the world to create my life. And it really just shows you like the power that you have when you commit to this journey, when you commit to yourself. And for me, it was, yes, everything I wanted to to do, right? Like I, like, I want to live my dream life. Like, why do other people get to live their vision board life? But I got to watch it on inter- the internet. I'm like, no, let me actually live my life for me. But I'm really just here embodying my message and showing women what's possible when they change what they believe is possible for themselves. If you had told me back in like 2018 or shit, even like 2020, that I would be living in Bali one day, I would have been like, what are you talking about? Like, no, like, that's not possible for me. That's something that people like on Instagram do. Like, I, yeah, not for me. And now I'm like, Ooh, okay. We actually can do whatever the fuck we want to do. We just have to believe it's possible for ourselves and do the work to become aligned with it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just want to shed so much freaking love on everything that you just mentioned. Cause like that, it's like very normal to see that if you have this quote unquote external dream life, like especially if you have financial abundance that like you're set and that there should be nothing wrong. And just having that perspective of, you know, being married with the nice car and the, and the dogs and being in like sunny Florida, like you never really know what people are truly going through. Right. And so that is just so empowering that you were able to, it almost felt like the universe put you in this like self-love journey and, and kind of gave you that sign to, you know, take the leap by, I've noticed that even like my friend just lost her job and she was like, it was like this crazy moment where she was like going nuts and now she's doing what she loves and making money through what she loves. And all of that was art, right. What she went to school for. And it's like, 
the universe, God, like you said, whatever you want to call it, really puts you in these situations that look so disastrous on the outside, but it's really to put you in these situations of really doing what you love to do and going through that journey that, you know, what you thought you wanted or what you thought was good enough really wasn't meant for you or aligned for your highest good in the first place. Yeah, I mean, the challenges in life, like they really aren't here to punish us or to help us grow. And they're here to help us pivot and course correct, because sometimes we start going down one path and Mm -hmm. we realize like, oh, this isn't actually the path I want to be on. Although it's exactly the path that you need to be on, because this always leads to that. So you never know how it's going to unfold and you just have to continue to show up and just take that next aligned step. And you're going to end up where you need to be because you're always working. Where you are or else you wouldn't be there there's something for you in every single moment in every single experience you are being seen you are being shown something that is going to allow you to learn a lesson or to meet a new part of yourself or to see yourself from a new perspective and it's when you can view life as just this experience and this opportunity rather than oh like this happens like life is happening you know to me rather than life is happening for me it's that transition from having that victim mindset to that empowered mindset and when you have an empowered mindset you are connected with the energy within you and the energy of the universe and that's when you actually step into your power to realize like oh okay it's all possible like you get to decide what's possible yeah 100% I'd love to know more of like your spiritual awakening in this sort where like like you took us through your journey what what at one point allowed you to really step into that spiritual growth and how did that align for you yeah that was that was COVID so COVID was an actual crisis for me and I just want to sort of disclaimer, COVID was an actual crisis for so many people and so many people were really affected deeply by it. Um, I fortunately did not experience like death or anything like that, but it was an actual crisis for me because my greatest fear came true. I was forced to stay at home with myself mm-hmm. and I realized that I I tried to bypass healing. I tried to And ultimately, we're always doing the best we can until we know better. So I don't view it as like, oh, I made a mistake or anything like that. Um, But I tried to use personal development to like think my way out of trauma that I experienced. And ultimately, I was, yes, elevating my mindset, but I was carrying so much trauma and emotions and pain from the past. And I was using so many coping mechanisms to avoid myself and to distract myself from all of that, which is what a lot of people do in life. We have all of these coping mechanisms. We stay busy. We do all these things to avoid ourselves. And it really hit me when COVID happened because I was forced to stay home with myself. I All of the distractions that I use, the gym, work and excessive productivity, always being busy, all of these things were taken away. And it was really, really challenging, really challenging. Um, Prior to then, I would say I wasn't really um, a spiritual person. I didn't even know what spirituality meant. I was like, is it a religion? Like, what is it? I'm not sure. But towards the end of 2020, I really just felt called to develop 
my spirituality. So I started reading books, uh, Gabby Bernstein and Wayne Dyer quick, and Michael Singer quickly became like my favorite mentors. And I started reading all of their books and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and really just starting to understand what spirituality really is. And, you know, I was raised uh, religious and it didn't really resonate with me and just realizing the difference between religion and spirituality um, was very powerful for me. And spirituality is just really the relationship with yourself, your true self, your highest self, and that connection with the higher power that is. So that's really when my journey with spirituality began and I felt called to start meditating. So I began a meditation practice and actually committed to it because it was kind of something I like dabbled in inconsistently in the past. And I'm like, yeah, I suck at meditating. It's not for me. I can't sit still, right? Like my mind's always going and it's like, no, that's exactly why you meditate. And it's called a practice for a reason because it gets better and some days it's easier and some days it's more challenging, but I committed to meditating and I've meditated like every single day since. And it's interesting because when we start to develop these habits and ultimately you have to develop the habits of your future self, because that's how you close the gap between where you are and where you want to be. So I started developing the habits of my future self. And I'm like, my future self is spiritual as fuck. She meditates. So I need to start meditating. And now it's just, it's a part of my identity. Like it's literally like, do you brush your teeth in the morning? Of course. Do you meditate in the morning? Of course. It just, you develop these identity-based habits and that's how you shift your identity and become that next version of yourself. And since then, my my relationship with the universe and my own personal spirituality has just strengthened and deepened. And I live in Bali now, which is like the place to be, to really just have like that strong connection and all the practices and everything. So it, it is like the foundation of my life. Yeah, no, it sounds like I love how you mentioned like meditation is so easy to push off because I know everyone loves to aspire to meditate, but then when they actually sit down, it's like they push it off, right? Because it's like, I can't, I used to be the same way of like, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to sit alone with my thoughts, right? But just implementing 10 minutes every single day really does change your life, right? And like you said, Mm -hmm. implementing those habits of the person that does have their quote unquote shit together, right? And is making good money in their business or the person that is, you know, working out every single day and like, how do they feel and implementing those simple habits right throughout the day to formulate that dream sense of self, because it's not a dream if you aspire to have it or you do have those qualities, right? It's just pulling those pieces out of you who are willing to take action with it. Yeah, hope hope isn't an effective life strategy. You can hope all you want, but ultimately you have to have some action behind it, which I think is a misconception oftentimes with like manifesting and like the law of attraction where people think, oh, but I just, I, I know what I want. I'm going to like attract it. And it's like, yeah, but there's also an action component as well. Yeah. And it's taking that aligned action and that next inspired step that allows you to actually invite in and receive what you want in life. And also it's about removing the blocks because everything that you want in life already exists, right? Like literally it all exists. Even before I lived in Bali, Bali was here. 
um, before I had a podcast, podcast existed, right? But it's a matter of becoming a match for those things. So that way you can actually step into them. And a lot of that is removing the blocks that are preventing them from being there because there it all exists already. Like there are a few things that we dream of a desire that like don't already exist. We just have to become a match for it. Yeah. Um, I love how you were talking about sometimes people can use personal development to quote unquote, like, I guess not sabotage, but I guess overlook the, like, I guess those blocks, right? Like they mm-hmm. you know, sometimes in the, in the realms of personal development, there's a certain point of, oh God, okay. Like I've done a certain amount of inner work. I'm familiar with these terms. I've read all of the books. And then it gets to this point where you kind of only use personal development to get what you want. And instead of really taking that and integrating it and really taking a lot of the knowledge and consumptions that you've obtained, right. To take aligned action. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of bypassing that happens. And I I don't think we do it consciously. I don't think we're consciously like making the choice to bypass what's really going to allow us to change our lives, but it just, it feels easier. It feels safer. Like it's fun to use affirmations and to create new beliefs and to like think our way out. Right. But healing doesn't happen in the mind. Like it happens in your body. Trauma and emotions are stored in the body and we get stuck in our minds and we think that that's the truth and that's the reality. But if subconsciously we have conflicting beliefs, if subconsciously we have trauma, if subconsciously we have emotions that are stored, we're just going to continue to be reactive. And ultimately it's like this hug of war with your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. And then we do have those patterns of self-sabotage, which self-sabotage I feel like it gets like a bad reputation because it's like oh it's self-sabotage it's evil it's actually it's an act of self-preservation and essentially it's an act of self-love it's your ego's way of trying to protect you because there's something subconsciously that doesn't feel safe and we create these patterns and we're going to continue to repeat these patterns we can tell ourselves and think ourselves all the personal development strategies in the world but until we do that deeper work then we're just going to have so much resistance and the deeper work is it's it's scary it's scary to see the parts of yourself that you've been hiding from it's scary to see the parts of yourself that you don't want to see it's scary to feel the emotions that you've been running from and avoiding for your entire lifetime like we're talking about going back all the way to childhood mm-hmm. it's really painful to feel your inner child's broken heart and to sit there with her and support her and help her heal those unhealed wounds. But if you don't do those things, then you're, you don't actually transcend it. What's the patterns are holding you back in your life. Yeah. Speaking on inner child work, what were some lessons that you had learned through inner child healing I know that's something that you love to talk about and it's something that I've definitely done so much work with but I would love to hear your insight on what it really means to start integrating an inner child work and some of those parts of you that others could relate to and resonate of being able to see for themselves 
Yeah, so I am incredibly passionate about inner child work because I've seen firsthand and with my clients how powerful it is. And ultimately, your inner child is dictating your entire life. So your ego's job is to protect your inner child. And the majority of our subconscious programming is a direct reflection of our childhood because the majority of our subconscious programming occurs between the ages of zero and eight up to around 13 or so, which is our inner child. Like it's one in the same. So our inner child still carries all of the trauma from childhood. And, you know, I used to think trauma was something that was reserved for like catastrophes like war murder things like that but trauma is a spectrum there's big t trauma which are all of those things and then there's also little t trauma which is like that one time in second grade that the teacher didn't call on you or that one time when you were four and your mom was on the phone and you felt like you were being neglected because we all have our own unique perspective of life so Childhood trauma, it doesn't mean you had a bad childhood. It doesn't mean that you don't have good parents. Like, that's not what it means at all. And I feel like sometimes when people hear childhood trauma, they're like, oh, but I wasn't neglected, right? Like, but my parents do love me. And yes, yes to all of those things. But we all have our own unique perspective of how we had those childhood experiences. And it affects everything. It affects our attachment style. It affects how we show up in relationships. It affects our relationship with money. It affects our relationships with ourselves, how we regulate and manage our emotions, how we meet our needs. And if we don't address our childhood trauma, then our life will, whether it's relationships, whether it's our career, whether it's neglecting our self-care, like it all stems back to childhood. And it's like, if you think of it, um, like your life as like a garden, right? And it's a reflection of your beliefs because your beliefs dictate your life. They dictate your reality. And if you trace like the roots back, they go back all the way to childhood. So you really have to go back there in order to understand yourself on deeper levels and to really understand the patterns in your life. Like, why do you do the things that you do? It's because of your beliefs and those go back to childhood. And if you don't work on healing and building the relationship with your inner child, then you're just going to continue to have your inner child run the show. Think of like a six-year-old, like living your life right now. It's actually concerning. And that's what happens. And that's why we get triggered, right? It's that's why we experience a lot of the emotions. Like a lot of the emotions we experience on a day-to-day -day level aren't even new emotions. They're emotions from the past that have just been pressed down over the years. And something happens in our current reality that triggers us. And it's oftentimes not even like the present version of us that's being triggered. It's our inner child that's being triggered. So we have to heal and allow those emotions to be released because as children, we don't have the emotional regulation and emotional intelligence to know how to uh, navigate our emotions. And most of our parents didn't either because they had a different level of consciousness of their own emotions. So we didn't have the role models and we didn't have the internal resources to understand and so we're we were conditioned to not actually feel our emotions. We were conditioned to avoid them and suppress them. But emotions are energy in motion. They're supposed to move. They're supposed to flow. And 
otherwise we hold on to them and avoiding your emotions doesn't make them go away. It just makes your life suck. So we have like a lifetime of suppressed emotions. So yeah, yeah, inner child work just allows you to let go of the past and integrate those lessons and ultimately to release the trauma and the trauma is really just it's emotional and energetic residue it's how the past continues to affect your present which ultimately affects your future because your future is created in the present moment wow oh my goodness I know that was a lot that was like a big tangent (laughs) no I love it though because it's like the amount of in-depthness that I wish people understood about inner child work right and like you said it really does all tie back to that no matter how many personal development books you read no matter how much growth that you do and it really does tie back to a lot of those triggers that come up for you and and really dissecting when was the first time you felt that set emotion and what time did you not feel safe having it right even especially the good ones like I've noticed you know for me, I've had to really look back at my inner child feeling successful or feeling recognized or feeling validated or feeling celebrated and like really giving myself the space to look back at those times where she was really bold or she was very, you know, I remember many times in my childhood, I actually had like this spark to me where I was willing to dance in front of my friends at at their birthday party, or I was willing to join the talent show, or I was willing to jump in the deep end of the pool, even though I was told not to, but I really wanted to swim and I wanted to learn and I wanted to just do things and, you know, excite myself and, and learn along the way. And then I think as a kid, you know, you're taught what's normal or what's validated or what's approved of, or what's right, what's wrong, what's, what's, uh, polite or respectful or what's it's just like we get so damped on from society and like uh, people around us that we we kind of like hush that light and it's no wonder why if you were like the shy child or you were the introverted child or you were the the child that did no wrong it's like you felt so bad as you got older for the times where you did fuck up or you did feel emotion or you need, you wanted to speak up. And and like, I know so many people that say like, I'm not shy, but it's because they just were never given the chance to speak their truth or speak their feelings or actually be validated for their opinions. And they had to play this pretty nice part where they fit in and listen to everybody else. But (laughs) really they had a lot to say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we have the opportunity to, reparent our inner child and to build that relationship and it changes your entire life because when I first when I my entire personal development and spiritual journey has really been about making these like abstract concepts tangible because when I first found out I had an inner child I'm like what the fuck does that even mean like an inner child like I don't I, I don't get it yeah. Um, but think about like, if there is, if you're at a restaurant 
And there's a child in that restaurant who is not happy and not having a good time or who is like scared, like you're not having a good time either. So if your inner child is really like neglected and feeling ignored and feeling scared by your current life and just feeling all the things, then you're not going to be able to fully enjoy your life because there's always going to be in the background that just sense of just turmoil, essentially. So it's building the relationship with your inner child and just understanding her on deeper levels that allows you to understand yourself on deeper levels and ultimately to to heal what needs to be healed. Yeah, I couldn't agree more Mm. with the inner child work. I think that's one of the biggest key components that many people kind of suppress or overlook or they think maybe, okay, I've done some work, but then they get triggered and then they realize, oh God, yeah. this is we usually, yeah, we usually resist what we need most. And I do feel like inner child work and same with like shadow work. It's like people, it's things that people don't really want to do because yeah, it can be painful. It, it is like you're revisiting the past. You are feeling emotions that have not been felt and it doesn't always feel good, but ultimately it's, emotions aren't good or bad. A lot of them can be uncomfortable um, and we have a preference for them, but it's it's just all neutral. It's the the story and the narrative that we give it. But if we are avoiding it, then it's still there, but it's, it's scary to actually go within yourself and see what you've been hiding from. And that's why most people resist it because it's not always fun, but it's always, always worth it because it allows you to cultivate that deeper connection with yourself. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, we're all just looking for that sense of love and connection. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the most beautiful things about becoming spiritually, you know, in tune with yourself and, connecting with other like-minded humans and magnetizing the the right you know amount of success or the right amount of community the right amount of friends and 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 people that are in your circle in that way that can see you for you once you start to really see yourself and it's it's a wild aspect because it's like when you talk about seeing yourself I feel like it sounds simple but it's really such a complex, like, I remember one of the biggest things my mentor would tell me was just to look in the mirror and like, look at myself. And I was like, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Why would I just look at the mirror and look at myself? Um, And I just remember trying that exercise. And I was like, this is not going to be a a big deal. Like, I'm just going to look in the mirror. And that was such the biggest deal that I've ever like done in my life. I ended up just literally just sobbing like for a good moment. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I had no idea that this was going to turn out like this, (laughs) but it was like a awakening type of session, you know? Yeah, mirror mirror work is really, really powerful. And it's interesting how we all have the same basic underlying needs. We all want to be seen. We all want to be understood. We all want to be uh, loved. We want to be connected. And yet we look for those things outside of ourselves. 
And really, first and foremost, we want to see ourselves. We want to understand ourselves. We want to love and accept and feel connected with ourselves. But we look outside of ourselves for those things and we end up being very disconnected from ourselves. We end up looking for self-love outside of ourselves. We end up looking for self-worth outside of ourselves. We end up looking for self-acceptance outside of ourselves. And if you think about it, the common denominator there is itself, right? Like you got to go to yourself for all of those things in order to have meaningful relationships, in order to have whatever you desire in life. Like it all starts with you. Mm. Yeah. I loved one of the exercises from the retreat. I think it was the first day where Sam had us directly looked right at everybody uh well she had us like dancing around with the woman and then we had to stop when she stopped the music and like go to the first person next to us and I think I had only met with um Megan she was one that I kept having to stare at (laughs) Mm. and um what's her name uh the other girl she's an anxiety coach um I think her name is Maria yeah yeah so she those two were the ones that I ended up having to have a good staring session with <laughs> yeah eye gazing is so powerful because you're literally like staring into somebody's soul right like they say yeah. the eyes are the window of the soul so it's such a vulnerable experience because you're not all it's very intimate because not only are you like seeing them like the truth of them because your soul is the truth of who you are, but you're also allowing yourself to be seen. And so many emotions can come up. It's such like a strong, like vulnerable, intimate experience. And I've done, I've done a lot of eye gazing since then. That was my first time doing it, but um, I've been on different retreats since and different healing ceremonies and I mean, here, here in Bali, like, it'll be like a meditation class at like yoga barn and we'll end it with like eye gazing. And a lot of the time, like you get emotional and being able to hold that space as like a total stranger is staring into your eyes and just having a moment and just crying and being able to share that experience with them and hold that space for them. It's so, so powerful. And it's hard to put into words like the what the experience is really like if you haven't tried it yet. But mm-hmm. you definitely want to do it with someone who is like a participant. Don't just like walk up to a stranger and like stare <laughs> in their eyes. Like that that might be a little confrontational, but it's a really, really beautiful exercise. Um mm-hmm. especially because we we tend to avoid eye contact, right? Like even in conversations, we're looking around, we we don't really have that strong connection because it does feel so vulnerable and exposing to some degree. Yeah. What would you say was your biggest key takeaway from Sam's retreat? Oh, that retreat was so magical. Um, It was just such a beautiful experience. There were so many moments. I loved all the breath work. Breath work has been a really powerful tool for me on my journey. And it just really was a beautiful reminder of like what's possible, right? It's like, it was like a taste of like the future because it was the manifest your dream life retreat. So we got to have all of these expansive experiences and it was just really, really beautiful to connect with so many amazing like-minded women like yourself and to just have the experience to like see what's possible. What about you? What was your favorite moment from the retreat? if you have one, there was like so many. I know. Or your takeaway or lesson. 
I felt like the retreat was a moment in my life because I had booked the retreat back in June when she had first launched it. And I actually mm-hmm. had never really worked with Sam. Um, I knew a lot of people that worked with her, but ironically, I ended up just buying her retreat and it was more of a solidific- solidification through this is my treat to myself when I become successful and definitely became successful. And then I noticed that after when I reached that success, there was a lot of fear and a lot of that inner child work that I had to do and kind of pivoting in and out and wondering, oh my my gosh, like what, what is my purpose? And like, what is abundance? And like a lot of these integrational pieces. So it was really perfect timing when I went on that retreat and it was my first retreat ever, my first time out of the country. So it was quite the expansive moment to also just witness that inner child for me came up so much on the retreat because I felt like I never got along with like when I was a kid, I had the worst, like I was always isolated from other girls. Like I just always had that like I was introverted. I was shy. Like I, I didn't get along with the popular woman and the woman. And, and so like the times where like we were dancing and I was just kind of like with other girls that weren't dancing, I felt like I kind of had to, you know, not babysit them, but if you know what I mean, like, I just felt like I wanted to be like that person that made sure that they didn't feel alone. And I always thought that I yeah. was that, that girl all the time, like just making sure that the outsiders were not alone. And like, I was kind of projecting myself to be that outsider as well. And so the times where I did want to dance or the times where I did want to like, I remember during that meditation where we had to like envision ourselves like getting in lingerie and it was like a very dark feminine vibe. Mm. Oh my gosh. It was so <laughs> traumatizing for me. And like, it was like a beautiful moment, but also very painful because I just felt like that dark feminine vibe I was still triggered by you know and yeah just being around a beautiful vibe of femininity was something I had to really work through and so that was my biggest yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it was I know I remember that and you know your triggers are ultimately a gift when you view them through the lens of love because they are showing you parts of yourself that are ready to be healed and you only see them because you are ready to release them and to integrate those parts of yourself and to feel those emotions. And it's just something to get curious about and notice and see what's really there because triggers are really just like, they're just like cries for help. Yeah, no, they're just mirrors of what don't you feel safe with and how can you rewind, Mm -hmm. right? Because obviously Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful, safe space for all of us to completely be like judgment-free and and be on the mm-hmm. same healing journey and going through self-growth and just experiencing and crying together <laughs> yeah all of it yeah I can't tell you the last time I'd actually felt comfortable like expressing those emotions with other people I was always so like in my own world and for years, especially working in corporate worlds, I just avoided emotion, like you said, and we were kind of taught to be in that like dysregulated state, um, growing up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, learning to feel your emotions is 
such a powerful tool in your life because a lot of the time we think we're feeling and we're not we're thinking if you're in your head you're thinking and you don't you don't feel your emotions if you're thinking your emotions and you have to feel in order to heal so you feel with your body and ultimately when we think our emotions they become feelings that's the difference between emotions and feelings. Emotions are literally just energy. They're sensations. Um, they move, they flow. But when we start to create a narrative and a story about those emotions, that's actually how we hold on to them. And they become part of the story that we tell ourselves and how we live our life. So it's really challenging to be with those uncomfortable emotions, especially if you're not used to them. And, you know, we could call them good or bad, but ultimately they are neutral. It's our perception of them. Yes, some of them are more comfortable. Yes, we may have a preference to feel joy and love and happiness rather than fear, doubt, and anxiety. But ultimately, it's just, it's guidance, it's information, and we can use that to actually help us have the emotional intelligence to understand them on deeper levels and to use that guidance for our life. But if we numb the uncomfortable emotions, then we also simultaneously numb the emotions that we want to experience. And when we create this like little tight range of what we could actually experience and the human experience is about having emotions and it's a full spectrum of emotions because you can only feel as high as you're willing to feel low so the lower you're willing to go the higher you can rise and it's not about like suffering there's a difference between experiencing your emotions and like suffering and struggling so if you do feel like you're getting stuck with your emotions if you do feel like you just can't move beyond them then definitely get yourself the support and help that you need professionally but ultimately your emotions aren't there to punish you they're there to guide you yeah yeah and you're also just who you surround yourself with so if you're constantly surrounded by people who are stressed out chances are you're going to take on that energy, right? People that are- For sure, yeah. yeah. Energy, energy influences energy. We are energetic beings. So if you are surrounding yourself in environments or with people who are not in alignment with how you want to feel, then you're going to be taking that on. And it's just going to create a lot of resistance in your life. And you're going to stay stuck until you make some changes. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I remember back when I did reach success in, in my business, it was like nobody was on that wavelength with me, right? So a lot of the times when you are like that one ball out who's starting a business or starting their dream life or spiritually awakening and you start to notice that like everybody around you is still living the same life or still thinking the same way or still working the same shitty jobs and it's it's so weird because you get to that like unsafety level even though you've made the money or you've got the clients or you've quit the jobs or you've, you know, manifested abundance and and whatever shape, way, or form. It's so hard to see yourself in that light when you feel like you have to drag others with you. And so I was able to essentially after a while through battling that inner child work and those fears and limiting beliefs, I do think I've gotten to the point where everyone else has finally became on that wavelength with me. So it's, it's almost like a double-edged sword. Like, are you willing to, you know, outgrow those people and find new people? Or are you willing to stay 
in, in these relationships where you can evolve and, and see yourself and allow yourself to be seen. So those people, whether they're meant for you or not, meant to stay in your life or not, are are meant are meant to stay, right? And yeah, for sure. And it's 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 definitely both. And some people aren't meant to be in your life forever. Some people are only meant to be in your life for certain chapters. And as you grow, evolve and change, and as they grow, evolve and change or don't, sometimes you move into different directions. Sometimes they're just not in alignment anymore. And that's okay. You can end things from a place of love and perhaps relationships will come back together in the future or not, but everyone has their own unique journey and you can't learn other people's lessons for them. And ultimately the people who are meant to be in your life will be in your life. And you can be a role model. You can be a light for other people, but they have to be willing to rise up with you and not trying to pull you back down to their energetic frequency and to their wavelength, because then that creates that resistance. And ultimately you aren't able to live in alignment with your values to what's important to you, to your own moral compass. And if you're not living in alignment with your truth, then that's going to have an effect on every aspect of your life. And it's going to keep you stuck in a place that you don't want to be. Yeah. So your, your healing and your growth is going to trigger a lot of people who are not at that same place because it's showing them what they are not allowing themselves to be. And if they can use that as a place to grow and expand, then they get to continue that journey with you. But if not, then you ultimately sometimes have to make challenging decisions of, is this a person that is meant to be in my life right now? And it's not about like avoiding hard conversations. It's not about just, oh, it's not aligned. Let me just cut it off. It's about really having the courage to get honest about what belongs in your life. And if it's someone that you truly love and care about, a lot of times family, right? Like family might not be on the same journey as you, but it's, a little bit different than if it's just a coworker or like a friend, right? So it's looking at how can I create boundaries? How can I create a space where I can show up in this relationship as my most authentic self? And also I can be loving and supportive and have the dynamics of the relationship support everyone involved. So boundaries are important too in those scenarios. Yeah, totally. I agree with that 100%. It does come down to energetics and what where you're at in order to allow the other people in your life to see you for you, you know? And so mm -hmm. I want to kind of change the subject here and finish off on the book that you're writing. Yes. <laughs> Which is, oh my gosh, um, what? <laughs> I know, I know, it's surreal. Yeah, so I had a vision of writing a book for years. Like, I just knew it was something that I was going to do one day, right? Like, we always have those things, but one day, one day we'll do it. Well, spoiler alert, one day never comes because the time <laughs> is always now. Tomorrow doesn't exist when it arrives, it's called today. Um, but ultimately, the timing is always perfect. So I had this vision of writing a book. And when I made the decision to move to Bali, I knew that that was like the right time to actually write my book. 
So I finished the first draft. Um, I wrote the first draft in less than eight weeks, which was beautiful because wow. I love writing. Like I realized on my own personal journey, journaling has played a, be a big role in my journey. And throughout my experience developing my journaling practice, I realized I love writing. Like it's, it's one of my gifts. I can just pour and flow onto the pages and just pour my heart and soul. Um, and I knew I wanted the book writing experience to be something just like enjoyable and just filled with so much ease. But then you hear about like people with writer's block and it's like, you know, just so much resistance. And it honestly, it wasn't that like, I just wrote every single morning. I created rituals around my writing and made it very much a spiritual practice. And some days I wrote a lot more than others, but I just consistently kept showing up and was able to finish the first draft. And now I am in the process of revising, preparing my manuscripts for the editorial process, which is really the beginning of the publishing journey. And yeah, it'll probably be out in about six months or so, which is just amazing because I'll tell you what, having an idea or just like a spark of inspiration and actually bringing it into fruition and making it tangible is one of the best feelings in the world. Like there's literally no better feeling than having an idea or like, Ooh, that's something that I would love. And then actually making it like reality. Like it just feels so fucking good. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you. I know. I can't wait to like hold my actual book like in my hands one day and to like see my words on the pages and to just know that there's other people that are reading it and it's creating an impact for them. Like, oh, it just lights me up. My goodness. It gives me the chills. It just because I actually I know you've probably heard I, I self-published a book when I was 18 years old. Um, and I did it off Amazon and it was like this big dream that I had to become a best-selling author one day. And I just knew that that was going to be like part of my purpose mm. someday. And it's, it's wild to me that I look back at that woman who was only 18 years old and had a big dream and unfortunately got stuck in corporate world. And so it was just like all of those years, I remember just thinking back to that woman who had the whole world ahead of her. And I knew no matter what, like going into like this coaching journey, like I was destined to also write my own book again someday. And so I just seeing you do that really inspires me to make that one day happen sooner rather than later. Um, so I'm so excited for you. <laughs> mm, I'm excited to read your book one day. My previous one or my my uh, soon to be book <laughs> the the soon to be one the soon to be one yeah my older one. one was a poetry book which I basically wrote because I think for me I've I've journal I journal a lot but it's not I, this actually was like a, an epiphany the other day like I don't journal about my life. I only journal like affirmations or my goals or manifestations. Mm. I don't really journal about how I'm feeling. And I really want to do that because it's, it's important to really honor what you're going through and being in the presence of the now instead of where you want to be or what you're calling in or 
yeah like and, and trying to affirm yourself of beliefs instead of just really integrating okay where where am I at right now and you know being more than just gratitude I think is so important gratitude is good but really yeah my life and and this person right now is still good enough than the person that has my manifestations <laughs> yeah and it's it's definitely about creating a balance for all of it because I started journaling in 2018 like literally I moved across the country and I'm like, all right, it's my journey of self-love and self-discovery. What do I do? Like, how do I do this? I'm like, oh, let me journal, right? Like that's, that's something you do on a self-love and self-discovery journey. So that's when I started journaling and it's such a powerful tool, but it's, it's definitely, you can utilize it in different ways. And it's so powerful to use it to create your future by writing affirmations, by using it for manifesting, but it's also a really powerful tool to allow yourself to process where you're at in the present moment and to integrate the past as well. So it's like utilizing it for all aspects of its potential to really to have it be the most effective practice that it can be. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to dive into that. I'd love to know though, do you have a title for this book? It's still, it's still a working title. So I have an idea, but I'm not like fully like decided on it yet. Is it like a personal development book or is it like an autobiography? Um, so it is definitely, it has aspects of being a memoir because it is my personal journey of self-love and self-discovery after leaving an emotionally abusive and toxic as fuck marriage. Um, but also just sharing the strategies, tools, resources I use, the insight and lessons I learned. So it would also be considered more of a self-help as well. So self-help, um, personal memoir genres. I'm excited um and I wanted to ask is it going to be self-published or is it going to be traditionally published I I am going to self-publish yeah I was exploring the different publishing paths and it's interesting because you you read a book and you kind of just think that like you don't really think about how the book gets from like the author to like your hands as a reader um and there's different publishing options you know traditional which actually takes a really long time it's like anywhere from like two to three years possibly and work it you have to work with an agent and all the things and for a first-time author it can be a little bit more challenging and I just really want to get my book out there um, so I did decide to go with self-publishing and then there's also a hybrid path as well, which is kind of like, it falls in between. So there's lots of, lots of options, but that one just feels aligned for me right now. And I will have future books in the future. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's interesting because I, I'm like writing my first book as I'm simultaneously living a second book. And it's just like, it's really, it's a really cool dichotomy. I love that. It's like the the flow and creative spark is just coming through you like super easy. I love it. Mm, yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so excited for you. And this conversation has just been so touching to my heart. I feel like we have truly just broken open like the beauty of inner child work and a lot of the journey that you went through and 
it it truly amazes me that you have come to this grounded place with yourself and things are taking off for you and I'm so excited for your journey ahead (laughs) Mm, thank you I loved this conversation it was so fun yeah I would love to you know do you have any like thoughts or do you have anything else you want to say or anything you're currently promoting Yeah. So I have my online coaching and mentorship programs. Um, My signature program is the motherfucking journey, which is my eight week mindset and life transformation program. And it's all of the tools, resources, framework I used on my own personal journey to help women become the next version of themselves so that they can stop settling and fall in love with themselves and create a life they're obsessed with because it's all possible. We just need to believe that it's possible. I also have my podcast, Dear Dumb Bitch, and your listeners can connect with me on Instagram if they want to learn more or just connect. I love, love, love connecting and meeting new people. Yes, I'm so excited. I will definitely leave all of your details in the description box below so my viewers can go check you out because I am obsessed with your vibe and I just feel like out of everyone I know too you're the most vulnerable about your journey and the most in depth with everything you're going through and and I just I love it I love it (laughs) Mm, thank you that means a lot to me because I wasn't always, I used to be like a fucking brick wall. Like there was no one getting in and I had to like take those bricks down one by one. And now I'm just like, let me just share everything. Let me overshare everything because the more vulnerable I can be, the more space I can hold for other people because we're all going through the same shit. It might look a little different, but ultimately it still feels like crap. And if I can say one thing that resonates with someone else and helps guide them on their journey, then that makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, I know. I just sometimes for me, I get caught up in like, oh my gosh, like, are people going to watch all of these things that I post about? Like, I, I maybe that's like a a thing I have to work through. And recently, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm just kind of in that in that that phase now too, where I'm like, I'm just gonna say what I want to say, and the right people will resonate. And I think it's important for people to know that, you know, social media is for all of us to connect with each other, not hide away, especially with the vulnerable pieces that we're going through in our own journey. Mm -hmm, For sure. And if you feel called to share something, it's because there's somebody out there that needs to hear it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm so, so, so excited to support you on your journey ahead. Um, Feel free to follow Cal in the description below um, to reach out to her, to connect with her. Let us know your greatest feedback and we will see you in the next episode. Mm, Yay. Thank you.